Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here, and to put it lightly, it's been a uh, very strange few weeks in the world, and tonight is a little weird because my incomparable tag team partner, Jeremy Loss, is off tonight. But just like when one member of the NWO couldn't make it for a tag match, we call the next the next man up. That next man up covers wrestling for CBS and comicbook.com and is one of the hosts of the newest wrestling podcast to join the Blue Blue Wire Network in Top Rope Nation. That's right. We kept it in the family tonight. We've got Ryan Drosty. Ryan, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thank you. Hey, to be a uh... To be compared to the NWO, that's quite the honor. I appreciate that intro. Yeah, we're we're, we're trying to build a little stable of a uh, wrestling podcast on Blue Wire. So we we've got you, we've got the Fight Game Media guys, we've got Chris Van Vliet. We're uh, we might not be full blown NWO yet, but uh, I think we're we're getting up there <laughs> in numbers. You know, <laughs> we we don't want to get like the yeah the overblown NWO. We want to keep it tight. You know, or it's right. like pretty we, solid stable. We don't want to bring in like the Virgils and all that. Right, like no one wants to be like Scott Norton. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one fake wants to sting do. and all that exactly no we'll never get to the fake sting i'll, I'll talk to uh, kj before it ever gets gets to that point uh before we get into all the wrestling stuff let me take care of some housekeeping business we are of course brought to you by the blue wire network if you like podcasts and if you like sports blue wire has the podcast for you don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users Please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Jeremy usually usually does this part that I'm about to do. So uh, follow us on all our social accounts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Bleacher Report app at 2JabronisPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And you can follow Jeremy at Jeremy A. Loss. Uh, Ryan, why don't you hit the people with all your socials while we're doing it? Oh, yeah. You can follow um, our podcast. It's at Top Rope Nation. We're also on uh, Instagram. You can find me at Ryan Droste. That's D-R-O-S-T-E. And uh, yeah, pretty much wherever podcasts are found, Top Rope Nation, the Blue Wire podcasting website, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all the places. Don't be Give a jabroni. Us a try if you guys like two jabronis. I think you'll like us. I think you guys usually drop on Thursdays and we're on Fridays. So there's your one two punch to end your week. There it is. Week. We're like Raw and SmackDown when they used to follow each other, you know? Uh yeah. but don't be a jabroni. Follow Ryan and, and the uh the the fam over there at Top Rope Nation. They're doing great work. Um and we're just we're just gonna hop right into it. Um the announcement came actually just a little bit before we hopped on here. WrestleMania thirty six is now going full wrestle kingdom apparently <laughs> we're yeah. going two nights from various locations that little detail provided to us by dave Meltzer. it's also going to be hosted by gronk which is uh okay sure <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh it's obviously going to be in an empty arena 
um, or empty space, obviously, with the various locations. Uh, and I know you guys talked about this a little bit on, on your last show um, with WrestleMania deciding to go to the empty arena model, obviously, with uh, coronavirus concerns being taken into account for, um, I you know, I guess just initial reaction. I, I need it like two nights uh, with WrestleMania 36. What do you got? What do you think? Yeah, we, we've been debating this on the podcast for a while on if uh, we thought they should move to two nights just because they've been doing so many matches. I think if they're, if they're planning on doing the 14-match marathon again, it's not that bad of an idea, especially when you consider you're in that empty venue dynamic. I mean, you put out 14 matches with no crowd running five hours, six hours. It's not. I just don't think it's going to work. Um, I think there's... I think there's a greater issue at hand, though, and that is that WrestleMania just really needs to get shorter again. I, I just don't <laughs> yeah. think there's any reason you need to present 16, 15, 14 matches. Like last year, it's 16 matches. You know, um, the last time they had a WrestleMania under 10 matches was 31, and um, that was out there in your neck of woods. I don't know if you were at that show or not. Uh, but, Levi's, yeah. Yeah, nine matches there. 30 had eight matches. I just like a tighter show. I, I just don't like this this um, idea that every single person has to get on the show. I don't think you need to get everyone on the show. And I would prefer if for this year's Mania, they would have stuck to kind of like the seven core matches that they're advertising right now. I feel like you could still do it one night, have seven tight, really good matches that people are looking forward to with no filler. But, you know, like I said, if they're, if they're set on this 14-match marathon, two nights is probably the right call given the, the venue constraints. Yeah, I, I thought the same once I saw it. I mean, the whole hosted by Gronk thing, that's obviously just like a mainstream poll, right? Like ESPN will finally have some sports to talk about <laughs> because Gronk is yeah. um, he's out there. Um, and, you know, I guess given that it's already a non-traditional WrestleMania with no crowd, why not go two nights? And I mean, it, it just might be, I mean, obviously with the CDC out there saying like, you know, you can only have a certain amount of people in one space, um, you know, for safety reasons, this might be just a way of doing that even more. I mean, I don't mind it. Honestly, like we're kind of holed up at the house anyway. <laughs> like what yeah. else, what else are we doing? Um, it's not like we're going to be going out or having, you know, a lot of social gatherings during this time. So uh, from that aspect, it doesn't bother me. The one question that, immediately popped up though was and i guess you know wrestle kingdom deals with this you know every year but wwe this is gonna be their first time like which main title match will be on what night right like what's considered the main event now is that the saturday night last match or is it the sunday one yeah that's a good question i i did see roman reigns tweeted out something about that earlier today about uh, who's gonna main event the other night and he was kind of the main event so that's uh that's a tough call. I kind of, I, I imagine they'll probably go with Brock the second night. Um, you know, it just kind of seems which, whichever title Brock has, that's been the big one. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's switched so, over the last couple of years. In in your mind, you're still thinking that that Sunday is like main event day or main event night, yeah. I should say. For, yeah, I think so. Just that would be my inclination. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I, I would just go on the traditional, um, uh, 
the traditional night mania has always been on and the the last match to go on over the course of the two nights i kind of think that that's that's the way they'll do it but who knows who knows for sure yeah i mean i think that makes sense especially like uh, after two nights of wrestling i think the last match i want to see to kind of put a bow on everything is roman goldberg right like i right, I, I, I'm, I'm i i stand for roman admittedly uh, the Goldberg thing, just kind of this whole situation has just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> just kind of him um, getting the title, taking it from the Fiend, uh, because that kind of robbed us of Fiend Roman, which I was a huge advocate for. But yeah, I, I, I see your point, and I totally agree with you. You know, it, it's got. I think you can milk out a much stronger, uh, lasting image with Drew and Brock to kind of send WrestleMania weekend off, um, and. Yeah, I, I do think that makes more sense. Uh, I still think, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be so weird with like no one there. It's it's mm-hmm. I, I just can't wrap my head around that. I understand they, I guess they have to. I mean, Vince is he's an egomaniac, right? Like he he wants to move forward and like the show must go on. And I I, I understand that. And probably in these times, like I probably appreciate it more because there's literally no other sports on. Um, and this is kind of the only, this is like the only live action that we're all kind of grasping onto. Um, mm. But it, it, it's, I mean, man, I, I, half of the spectacle, I feel, is like the fans, right? There's just seas of them, like watching this thing. And I don't know how it's going to be with like no one, like literally yeah. no one. It's, that's, it's so bizarre. Do you... One of my buddies and I were talking about this the other day. I don't know if you watch The Mandalorian on yes, Disney Plus. Of course. And if you if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff on how they film that with like the LED screens and stuff, like almost the whole thing was filmed in a studio. I know that they're probably not gonna want to invest into this or bring in the amount of people they would need to like set that up. But can you imagine if they could kind of set up the performance center with the LED screens, like how they filmed Mandalorian and insert a crowd that way. Yeah. <laughs> That would be sweet, <laughs> you know, but I, I, like I agree that. with you. Yeah, without the crowd, it's just, it's hard to get excited for. It's so much a part of the spectacle of WrestleMania. And I mean, I guess that's going to lead us into the next thing I, I wanted to talk about, which is just kind of this whole empty arena wrestling thing as, you know, so far, like, you know, WrestleMania 36 is one thing, right? Like we're still a few weeks away from that. Raw and SmackDown and NXT are are still going to keep going. I mean, they're already limiting in-person matches, running old content. NXT tonight had literally zero live matches. Um, Like, how long can Raw and SmackDown and and, and NXT, like, how long can they keep this up? I mean, how can you keep people's interest in terms of building up these storylines for WrestleMania? You know, what's so surprising to me about this is WWE has some of the best like production crew available. They're so good Absolutely. at coming up with you know great video packages and their production's always top notch. And then you look at AEW tonight, who they got talented people, but the company's new and they don't have a staff nearly as big as WWE. And I felt from the onset like Dynamite didn't really miss a beat, even having no audience. You know, like I just thought like the way they set up the hard cam opposite of the entranceway so you weren't noticing the emptiness of the venue all the time was a huge difference for me and then i did like how they brought out some of the crowd watching it or uh, some of the (laughs) talent to be the crowd yeah i i don't know with wwe 
some people have liked it because it's a different look and I, I do see that on my social media feeds and stuff me personally I just have not been able to get into Raw and SmackDown at all with all those empty chairs. I mean, I, I feel like get the chairs out of there, you know, like put up some banners, do something with the lighting. Like I, I don't need to look at hundreds of empty chairs. I just think that takes away from the broadcast and I hope they get rid of that. And they're really going to have to dress up that place for mania to, to just make it look a little bit different. But, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like you said, because they have been reliant on re-airing pay-per-view matches and stuff. And AEW, they ran their show pretty much just like Dynamite would always be, and and it worked. So I don't know if WWE is going to make some adjustments, but they can't, they cannot stick with what they've done the last week. They're going to have to switch it up because we could be doing this for quite a while. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great. That's we'll see. A, yeah, that's a great point by you though. With with the chairs just kind of there, you're I'm, you're almost more focused on that than the matches, right? No, no matter what's happening in the ring. And that does take so away from it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, even, you know, tonight on Dynamite, they kind of like blacked it out. Almost like, it, was, it almost looked like a Laker game, right? Where it was like... Yeah, yeah the you, lighting. Yeah, was, like they, yeah, the way it they lit it was literally... And obviously, you know, there were some people sprinkled in ringside that helped. MJF and Sean Spears, like gambling ringside was freaking hilarious um i just <laughs> uh like obviously mjf is is a stud and he he can make anything work so th- i thought that was fantastic um but yeah it's ah uh, it especially with raw being three hours i mean they literally took an hour to run like the whole royal rumble match on monday right and yeah. i mean even in this time i think they even if they compress that down to two hours i also think aew had the benefit of kind of watching what WWE did first with their empty arena stuff. And, and they kind of saw like the pitfalls that they could avoid to, to make it as good as possible. And, and you're right. I mean, they, I think as much as you can hit a home run with an empty crowd, they, they, they did that tonight. I mean, it, it obviously home run is kind of an uh, exaggeration. It was more like a double, but like <laughs> that's as good as you're going to get, right? Like again, half of the, enjoyment of wrestling is the live entertainment aspect and the engagement with the crowd and that's just obviously not possible at this time i mean obviously they i think it helped with luke harper uh or sorry Brody lee <laughs> being revealed mm-hmm. as the exalted one that that you know was a big boon and so full disclosure we started recording this toward the the back end of dynamite like literally toward the end i don't know if you've seen this yet but matt hardy debuted right at the end of the episode um, okay. Broken. Nice. It was very broken. Matt Hardy. So obviously, which is not a surprise. He, um, you know, him and the Bucks have been teasing that he was going to hop over there pretty soon um, with you know the, the the online shows and stuff like that. So, but I, you know, as as we started, I looked over. And he, he was uh, he was just out there staring uh, staring down the inner circle. So um, again, AEW with with a really really good show tonight and. You know, it'll be interesting to see. I know that they're they're obviously newer to the game, and you know who knows what they can come up with moving forward. But th- I think they uh, they definitely made the best out of what is uh, ultimately like it's it's a shitty situation all the way around, mm-hmm. right? Like it's I don't none of us want yeah. want this. Um, but I think there's something too with the with the sound mixing. Um, something about when I watched WWE, it just sounded more hollow. I don't know if they had the arena. Yeah, the arena, I guess, 
it's, it was like a theater, but the, like the sound of the mat and everything was a little bit lower and the, the announcers were a little bit higher or something, but like, I, it didn't have that like hollow kind of quiet sound that I felt WWE did. Right. And I think you're right that, yeah, they, they could see what didn't work in WWE and adapt. And I do think WWE now with more notice because those shows happen with just a couple of days notice they will probably put together some better broadcasts and they'll, they'll have some new video packages created and uh they'll probably fill out the broadcast a lot better than they did on the initial raw and smackdowns yeah i mean i th- <laughs> it, it, i mean it was very strange to see nxt just kind of it, it almost looked like a youtube show right for and they filled it for yeah. 2 hours um so that that clearly shows like you know, and in their defense, I guess you could say, this is typically the time where it's, you know, they're ramping up to WrestleMania, right? Like, this is, I don't even know if this is plan B, right? This is, this is this seems like plan C, and they're, they're just kind of scrambling to make everything work. Obviously, there's a lot more limitations, especially, again, with, like, the amount of people that can all be together. So I totally understand that. Um, and, you know, I, I'm guessing that they have to deal with a lot of safety issues in terms of, you know, I, I'm guessing they have to get people tested for coronavirus, given how like close they are to each other on a constant basis. Like all these guys and girls who are in the ring, like physically touching each other and breathing on each other. So uh, there's probably a lot of stuff that you know we're not fully seeing, and and we have to maybe we'll maybe understand later, like a year or two from now when. WWE Network produces like the 24 or 365 of like this whole debacle. Um, so it, it'll yeah, be interesting. It's definitely coming. Oh, <laughs> I would be shocked if they didn't do it. A thousand percent. Like the, all the, I mean, I feel like uh, that segment on Raw on Monday with Becky driving in her truck, like they were definitely, I think that was almost like a test, by the way, for like WrestleMania. <laughs> like, can we do some like yeah. weird shit like this? Like, bring stuff in from the back like will it even fit like that was their their test run and um you know probably interviewing becky before that whole segment shot like how you know how weird is this so that's definitely coming and it'll definitely be something to watch um in in (laughs) what's probably like the next couple months or like in the next year uh before we move on here we're going to take a quick break to talk about our friends over at bet online With currently no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you might think there is nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts and esports. That's right. Esports is on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, spelling bees, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. Speaking of action, uh, something I would love to bet on um, is uh, CM Punk recently released a list uh, of opponents that he'd consider a return for. There were four names, and I'm interested in two things here from you, Ryan. One, who you would want, which match you would want to see, and two, where you stand on CM Punk, Uh, because I have have some new thoughts. So first of all, uh, he listed out 
four names that he'd consider a return for. They were Will Ospreay, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, and you can't see him, but he's there, John Cena. So first, let, let's tackle this one thing at a time. Of those four, who is who's the match that you want to see the most? I think Osprey for sure, um, but it also would be the most unlikely you know, mm-hmm. given those names. Yeah. Um, if you think if you think of the other ones, we've seen all of those matches before. Not that I wouldn't want to see them again, um, especially Punk and Brian. I think of the WWE guys, Punk and Brian is is the one that I want to see. Yeah. Uh, again, I think they wrestled the pay per view match was over the limit back in like 2012, uh, but. Osprey, like that, that's the of those four, that's a dream match for me. I've kind of always felt that Punk would get back in the ring eventually. Once he got involved with the product again, I just feel like it's only a matter of time. Right. Whenever you get any of these guys around the product again, it it happens eventually. There's just too much money to be made on both sides. You know, if 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 Bret Hart came back to the WWE, anything is possible. CM Punk is going to. (laughs) He not only came back, but he wrestled a match at Mania. So I do think it's going to happen. I don't know when. Um, good thing it, it wasn't this year, the way it's shaken out, because that would have been Oh, my God. Can you imagine the conniption <laughs> fit Vince would have thrown? He would have he would have fought through coronavirus just to make sure oh Punk God. was on. Yeah, seriously, because when, when he came back, like it looked like we might be heading to him and Rollins, you know? So good thing it wasn't this year. I do think it'll happen eventually. I would love to see every single one of those matches. If I could pick one, it'd be Osprey because it's, it's the more fresh one. But uh, yeah, WWE more possible, definitely Punk and Brian. And so I don't know my opinion of Punk though. I mean, I was a huge fan of his uh, during that whole pipe bomb era. I think we're probably roughly the same age. I think for a lot of us, I had not completely gotten out of the business at that point in time. I was always following it, but CM Punk is definitely the one that like brought me back hardcore to it. And uh, I'll always owe him a little something for that because he got me invested in wrestling again when I was kind of like halfway in and out. And so when I look at the past 10, 15 years, I mean, he's up there in in my top five favorite guys to watch. And uh, a lot of the best moments from those years, like that Money in the Bank show with him and Cena, which you know I wouldn't mind seeing him work Cena again. That was just such an iconic match. And uh I mean, I, I do like the guy. I just, I don't know. He's pretty good on backstage when he wants to be, but sometimes it feels like he's still not really up on the product. Um, like he's just, yeah. I, I don't know that he really is following it that closely because sometimes when they ask him questions, it kind of seems like he's BSing a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, kind of go echoing one of your points in that it was only a matter of time, or I think it is only a matter of time before he actually is in the ring because of all the money that's involved. Backstage was like the gateway drug back in, right? Yes. Like if, you, if you're not interested remotely in getting back in, like you don't take that gig, all right? Like you can say you work for Fox all you want, but you're the host works for WWE. Everyone who comes through basically works for WWE. Like it's, you know, it, it's only a matter of time. Um, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, re- I'll answer my own questions kind of in reverse order here in that I'm a huge punk fan, like always was when, you know, obviously in his heyday at his prime. Um, I just, this whole, like, I, I, I have this issue with him right now and that like he keeps teasing the fact that he wants to get back in, but like won't do it. 
if that makes sense, right? Like yeah. he, he, he wants to put up this facade that he's too good to do it, but that he he's an expert in the field. And uh, like you just said it right now, like I, I also feel that too when I watch him on backstage where it's like, do you watch every week? <laughs> right? Like, do you, do you know what happened on Raw or SmackDown like a few days ago? Um, so th- that whole, that whole vibe just doesn't vibe with me, I guess you could say. And I hope that he kind of turns the corner and maybe this is just part of his character that he's trying to develop to, you know, when he eventually does return, like he's too good for it. So you know, I, I, that, I hope I hope this is a long con. I guess that, that's like yeah. my my answer there. Uh, in terms of who on this list, yeah, like Osprey is the I think the number one answer because we haven't seen it, and like Osprey is freaking awesome, right? Like he's he puts on gems all the freaking time. Um, and then yeah, of the WWE guys, it, it has to be Brian. I mean, even with kind of Brian almost on his way out. Uh, we'll kind of talk about that in a second. Like he can, he puts on mat- good matches all the time. Like they had that. They're just matches that have no business being that good. Like with Drew Gulak, like what, what are we- yeah. like, that was a good match on like a nothing pay-per-view almost. And like you make that work. That is, that dude is just so good. I think those, both those wrestling minds together could make some magic. So, you know, hopefully we, we can see that because, Again, uh, Dana Bryan, he said this on on the Bellas pod. He's he's likely almost done as a uh, as a full time wrestler. As as a big of a bummer as that is to think about, and we obviously lost a few years of him in his prime due to injury. Uh, the thought of like no Dana Bryan or like a limited Dana Bryan again, it just it kind of bums me out, man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It kind of I've. I don't want to go too hard after WWE on this, but the Brian return, the first year of the Brian return, I feel just was botched so bad. And he, he turned the corner when he did the heel thing. When, when he went heel, yes. I thought like, yeah. I wasn't sure that was going to work. That's the best thing he's done, you know, since being back. But it, if he is almost done and almost retired, it almost makes you wish that maybe he had done that indie run with all the dream matches that he was kind of hinting at you know like working osprey for example right. Brian doing that right because he talked about maybe wanting to go off to japan and return to ring of honor and he could have done the aw thing and when you look at this wwe run that he's had since returning and and what he has done uh i just felt like it got derailed right off the bat like brian was i think the most over wrestler even more than punk. I feel like since the heyday of rock and Austin, he was the most like over with the crowd naturally. Like the whole yes movement thing was just, that was the most unison. Like everyone was behind him crowd reaction and wrestling in like almost a generation. And so then when he had, he was forced to retire and then he came back I mean, you're talking, this is the easiest baby face push of all time. Right. He should have, been in the title picture and instead he wrestled big cast at two straight pay-per-views after coming back at mania and he did the team hell no thing oh and my God. finally they got to him and miz at SummerSlam, which was the you know, we we were all expecting that like right away because they had built that up uh, on the uh what was it talking smack or whatever right yeah yeah the, the post show and that was great I, I wanted to see him and miz but then it's like okay now we're almost a year since he's been back and like you were almost forgetting brian was on the show which was like 
ridiculous since we would have given anything to see Daniel Bryan work again, you know, a year prior. Then he got the title run. That was great. I thought the heel turn was very refreshing. He was so good at that. To your point, Bryan is just an amazing worker all around, whether it's on the mic, connecting with the crowd, in the ring. This guy is so good. His match with Kofi at Mania was amazing last year. Yep. So that was great. But, I mean, we're talking about this is like a year after he had returned to the ring. <laughs> so, like, I felt like there was a lot of wasted time there, which was disappointing. And so if he does hang him up pretty soon, I guess he's doing an admirable thing now, like trying to elevate some of the younger stars. Like you said, the Gulak match was awesome. And all that's going to do is elevate Drew Gulak. So if he keeps doing that kind of thing, it's not not the worst thing in the world because a lot of people could learn a lot from Daniel Bryan, but it half of me kind of wishes we would have got like that tour of the world where he just worked whoever he wanted to work. And we got dream match after dream match. Yeah. I mean, should have, could have, would have, I guess. And it's, it was just, uh, I think I was just taken aback by it because he, you know, like you said, he just came back uh, or it feels like he just came back at least. I know he just, you know, he's been, active um a little bit longer than that but you know we i, I think it's just because we were robbed of of those what i think were like peak years like he, he if he was obviously you know injuries aside if he was still wrestling who knows like the stuff that he could have he could have done and it's i think that's just the most painful thing to think about and and to uh but at least at least this time he's kind of going out on his own terms right like yeah he's healthy uh, he's about to have another kid so you know all the best to him, and um, you know he 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 deserves to go out um, on on his terms, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Um, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish we I honestly wish we had more to talk about because you know that's usually we have so much to talk about. But you know, the fact that we even have some live wrestling is, uh, you know, I'll take it. I'll take what we can get because honestly, all the other sports have just been flat out shut down, and um, you know wrestling hasn't gotten that directive yet so we'll we'll keep taking that for as long as as we can i know uh i'm watching wwe network at like the wee hours of the night <laughs> just to, like, yes. exhaust myself to try to get to sleep because uh you know it's 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 weird it's you know we as we talked about earlier it's it's just a weird time to be alive right now glad we're all we're all okay but it's um it, it, it's been weird with that don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please 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 rate us five stars on apple podcasts and leave a review and while you're at the at it follow us on all our social accounts follow us on twitter instagram and the bleach report app at two jabronis pod you can follow me on twitter at cruise control that's control with a k and you can follow Jeremy at Jeremy A. Loss. And Ryan, why don't you hit them with all your socials one more time? Yeah, on Twitter, at Ryan Droste. That's D-R-O-S-T-E. You can find my podcast, Top Rope Nation, part of the Blue Wire Network. It's at Top Rope Nation and wherever podcasts are found. There you go, Ryan. Thank you so much for hopping on, man, and, and taking the uh, the co-captain's chair with me tonight. And I know you were uh, we, when we initially talked about doing this, I was like, hey, come on and be a guest. Uh, and then I, I texted you a few hours ago. I was like, yo, you're going to be a uh, co-captaining this thing with me and you're a champ and you, you just hop right in. So I really, really appreciate that. Jeremy appreciates it. Um, we'll be back at full strength soon. And we, we got to do this again, man. This was a lot of fun. 
absolutely a lot of fun love to have you on our show too well, both you or jeremy absolutely maybe both at the same time so. absolutely yeah we'll uh maybe do what is it yeah we'll do a little handicap match we'll do a little two on three <laughs> however yeah. however you want to do it man we'll we'll get it done all right everyone thank you so much for listening as always and don't be a jabroni wash your hands and stay home peace out <laughs>